Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of May 21st through May 27th, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the period was decreased, highlighted by additional vendor updates for previously reported vulnerabilities. Highlights for the period include the release of Google Chrome Stable Channel May 2012 update. This update corrected multiple vulnerabilities, including two vulnerabilities that were rated by Google as critical and 14 that were rated as high. Multiple vulnerabilities were corrected in updates for Wireshark. Red Hat released multiple security advisories and updates for the Linux kernel, Apache, and Tomcat. Symantec reported multiple vulnerabilities that impact end-user products and the web gateway. Yahoo reported a vulnerability in the Access Browser extension for Chrome that exposed the Yahoo certificate. The exposed certificate information could be used to make malicious browser extensions appear to be trusted by Yahoo. A new Microsoft Windows XP local privilege escalation vulnerability was reported, but Microsoft has not released an advisory or software updates. New proof-of-concept exploit code was released for an HP StorageWorks vulnerability that was originally reported in IntelliShield Alert 24.581 in November of 2011. An HP advisory and software updates have also been available since November of 2011. Researchers have released new information about tethered and untethered jailbreaks for the latest Apple iOS versions. The jailbreaks allow a user to escape the controls placed on a device by Apple, which also exposes the device to greater risks from malicious third-party applications. Users should carefully consider the risks of jailbreaking an Apple iOS device. Similarly, organizations should consider policies and technical controls to address these increased risks. Cisco Remote Management Services has identified increased threat activity associated with the Zero Access Rootkit and the Black Hole and Bleeding Life Toolkits. As reported last week, research and metrics from Zscaler and Shadow Server have identified an increasing number of infected websites. Users should ensure their browsers are updated and all available security features are enabled to detect and prevent exploits from infected websites. McAfee released its analysis of the threats and activity identified during the first quarter of 2012. The report highlights what McAfee called the busiest quarter in recent history, following the generally declining threats from the end of 2011. The full PDF format report is available on the McAfee website. Google and researchers reported some of the details of the attacks used to win the Ponium contest. The information released to date shows how attackers were able to string together a series of seemingly minor vulnerabilities to gain increased access and control, and ultimately full control. These reports raise the issue of organizations that delay the installation of software updates for vulnerabilities regarded as low risk. Those who delay updates may not consider the combination of multiple low risk vulnerabilities that could allow attackers to cause significant damage or fully compromise systems. While these types of attacks do require a much more determined and skilled attacker, underestimating and delaying software updates places the enterprise in a race with attackers, and the risk increases the longer the updates are delayed. 
IntelliShield published 92 events last week, 33 new events and 59 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. On May 22, 2012, U.S. Airways Flight 787 traveling from Paris to North Carolina was diverted to Bangor International Airport in Maine. The reason was a French woman who made statements that seemed to imply she was carrying a device implanted in her body. She was examined during the flight, but doctors did not see evidence of recent surgery. The United States Federal Bureau of Investigation later determined that the flight had not been in danger. The reason for this kind of reaction is the escalating game of cat and mouse between terrorists and transport security. Bombs and explosive materials were initially smuggled into airplanes and bags, then in containers on a person, followed by explosives hidden in the clothing. The next step is to hide the materials within a person, the same progression that drug smugglers went through some time ago. Luckily, terrorist attempts to hide explosives within a person are few and far between, so the threat is currently not that prominent. If the frequency of such attempts increase, there is danger that all travelers will be subjected to even more invasive searches and more expensive equipment will be installed at airports. Because the deployments of new scanners will lag and the location of this coverage may be limited, companies may rethink their policies of flying their executives on regular public flights. The only possible winner in this scenario could be private jet operators, who may see an increase in demand for charter flights. Also in the physical risk management category, a prominent vice president of a West Coast software firm was arrested and charged with felony burglary when he was caught on a store security camera system applying replacement barcodes on higher-end Lego sets with discounted versions of barcodes. Police discovered several brags of fraudulent barcodes in his car, and when police entered his residence, they discovered hundreds of unopened Lego sets. A search of his computer indicated he ran a site called Tom's Brickyard on eBay and had sold about $30,000 worth of Lego sets in the past. This story highlights one of the issues with machine-readable codes and devices or systems that are not designed to be read or understood by humans. Unless a method is provided by the device reading the barcode or radio frequency identification tag and the person using the device actually vets the URI or link, there is no guarantee that the link is valid. In fact, it could very well lead the unsuspecting users to the download and installation of malware, particularly on mobile devices. In the case of the tampered barcodes in the Lego story, the stores have a policy by which the cashiers do not confront or pursue the perpetrator, but let loss prevention personnel deal with the situation. In the case where individuals casually browse quick response or QR codes with their phones, users are advised to ensure that the link to be visited is what they actually intended to use and that they do not want to install any applications or QR codes leads them to. Moving on to the Trust Risk Management category. Siri, the personal assistant application on the Apple iPhone 4S, has been banned by IBM when phones are used on IBM's internal networks. IBM implemented access control lists that prevent communication between the internal networks and the Apple Data Center in North Carolina where Siri's queries are processed. IBM's concerns center on the storage and use of queries received by Apple. Apple's privacy policy places very few restrictions on the use of received voice queries. Information storage from the spoken word is not a new concern. The United States National Security Agency has previously banned all recording devices from their headquarters. The information in many queries should be a real concern to anyone who takes privacy seriously. Series queries can be combined with any information gleaned from the user running the query, 
including the contents of the personal contacts list, current location information, and other unspecified information. Siri can also be used to compose text and email messages. Thus far, there have not been any requests from law enforcement related to the information stored from these queries. However, as stored queries accumulate, users can expect requests for disclosure of stored information in the not-too-distant future. Users are advised to carefully consider their use of such search engines along with their privacy concerns. And in the human risk management category, Google started displaying warning messages on its websites when the company detects systems infected with the DNS changer malicious software. The warning directs users to a page that describes how to remove the infection. Although numbers of the malicious software installation continue to fall, there are still an estimated 500,000 infected systems. Users of infected systems face a DNS outage as of July 9, 2012, when the DNS servers that replaced the malicious servers as part of the November 2011 Operation Ghost Click are scheduled to be removed. Various entities, from governments and ISPs, have employed warning messages in the past to notify users of malicious software infections. It remains to be seen whether users will trust warning messages displayed on Google's website and act on the information. Consequences for users are high. Without intervention, DNS services on affected systems will fail when the replacement DNS servers are taken offline on July 9th. While the Google warnings and others are intended to assist users, they could also open users to malicious, socially engineered warnings and links to infected websites. The official United States Federal Bureau of Investigation website can be used to check user systems for a DNS changer infection. The website performs an automatic check and displays a green or red window with additional information and instructions from the FBI. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, major international banks are putting the chances of a Greek exit from the euro at better than 50% following an inconclusive election in Greece in early May that forced a second round of elections. This second round, expected on June 17, 2012, is being seen by many as a de facto referendum on Greece's continued membership in the Eurozone, and potentially in the European Union as well. Policymakers are reluctant to speak on the record about whether contingency planning is taking place and what such an unscripted, undesirable scenario might look like, other than agreeing it would be damaging and messy. Top of mind for macroeconomic planners is whether an exit by Greece would prompt a rapid deterioration of neighboring weak economies, particularly that of Spain. For information security specialists, however, concerns may be more tactical. Questions start with when investor panic could trigger devaluation and euro exit, conceivably before the June 17th election date. One scenario points to an exit over a weekend, with an announcement following the close of markets in New York on a Friday. This would allow two days for the Eurozone leaders and other stakeholders, including the International Monetary Fund and the European Central Bank, to convene emergency meetings before international markets open on the following Monday morning. While many international currency and business contracts have already been renegotiated and or hedged against, the electronic data flow aspect of a Euro exit are unknown. ATMs and Greek bank-issued credit cards likely would not work, at least temporarily. Greeks may turn to bartering as a stopgap measure. Information security professionals may encounter extended bank closures, opportunistic malware attacks aimed at panicking deposit holders, and network surges. Businesses may be affected by physical disruptions, including looting, strikes, and protests. 
There are considerable opportunities for crime around the issuance of new currency, such as phishing scams and counterfeiting, because few will be able to identify the new paper currency with confidence. The euro itself is sound, as is the broader European banking system, but information security specialists may want to brace for a long week if this undesirable and uncharted scenario comes to pass. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.